You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan. John. Johnny. John. John. Jonathan. John. Jonathan. John. John. Mr. Jonathan. What's the matter? I'm Jonathan Goldstein, and you're listening to Wiretap on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 159. Today's episode, by the book. John. John. Jonathan. John. John. Jonathan. Johnny. 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 John. John. Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Goldstein. Why are you calling me? Hello? hmm I'm not having this conversation with you. I have been happy. All right. Monday. I'm halfway through the new Philip Roth book. My progress is slow because every couple of paragraphs, I turn back to the author's photo. Philip Roth's right eye looks so much like my father's that I can't stop examining it. Everyone has one eye that looks kinder than the other, and Roth's kind eye is his right. I have noted in photos that my father's kind eye is his left, but even his right eye is kinder than Roth's kind eye. If I were Philip Roth, I would consider buying an eye patch. My progress through the book is getting so slow that I switch to the new Stephen King book I just bought. I begin by reading the dedication page and wonder if, after so many dozens of books, King fears running out of family and friends to dedicate his work to. Perhaps he'll soon have to start making dedications to casual acquaintances, like the guy who calls him chief while holding the door open for him at his local convenience store. When he has to start dedicating books to people he can hardly even stand, he may realize it's time to get out of the book business altogether. One person, though, who is entering into the book business with great fervor is my friend Howard. Howard? Where can I dump this? What do you have there? Why do you have a big garbage bag? No, 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 don't don't put it there. Great, thank you. Well, I asked you to show me where. Okay, what 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 is this? What do you have here? Look at this. Let me open up this bag. Look at that. Books, Jonathan. Books. Why it's do you? A big bag full of books. It's, I'm reading. You read. Since when do you read, yeah, Howard? Beautiful. The only things you ever read are yeah, takeout, takeout menus, menus and, and TV, TV guides. That's You're... right. Where where did you get all these books? Well, I mean, you know, secondhand bookstores and library and people's houses and borrowing wait, wait, and wait, looking and lending. People's houses. Well, I got a lot from your house. You should leave your windows locked. Mm-hmm. It used to be. I remember one time someone asked me, you know, have you read this? Have you read that? And I used to say, look, I'll tell you, if it's not on tape, I haven't read it. Mm-hmm. The reading's good. Right. The reading's really good. Yeah, you read? Yes, I read. Yeah, no, I never knew what you were doing. I thought it was just an excuse to sit, because I know you like to sit, and I thought maybe just flipping the pages, but no, readings. And 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 what what brings you by, Howard? I want to see if you want to join my book group, my book club. If I want to join your book yeah, club, come join the book club. Howard, I don't know if I want to be in a book club. I don't even know, you. know if I want you in my book club. What is that supposed I'm to mean? Saying, I don't know. I want fast readers. Here, let's see how fast you can read. Here, Ow. read that. You know, let's watch see. Open it. it. Open and read. Let me see how fast you can read. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not go, the go, fastest. Go, 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 go. Let's see. Go. Start reading. Okay, that's not how you enjoy. That's not how nah, you enjoy a book. I don't book. know how to do it. You don't know how to do. You don't know how to read. When you're reading, what do you? What goes on in your head when you're reading? That's a well. That's an interesting question, mm-hmm. Howard. I'm trying to keep a pace of the the action, and mm-hmm. I end up. Uh, if it's a good writer, mm-hmm. he usually paints mental portraits in my. In you don't my, really read. 
you don't really listen. No, do but you? you're not really. But reading. you're not really listening. But to I don't me. think you really. But read. you're not. Well, but we you, have here, Jonathan, is a Mexican standoff. Okay, uh-huh. let's just agree that you don't really read. So, okay, but I all read. Right. You know, and I really, it really makes me think. There's uh-huh. all kinds of things I've learned. There's books on sports, and there's books I, with pictures. Howard, had you ever been in a bookstore before? Yeah, I've been to a bookstore a couple of times. I once walked in because I, I could. Uh, they were all out of TV guides at the Dep, and he was mean. What's with bookstore guys behind the counter? They're all mean. You'd think I spit in his face or something. Which I kind of did because when I said TV, the tea, I did spit when I said tea. Okay. I was drinking tea when I said TV. I spit hot tea in his face, I guess. All right. So what what what, what books do you have here? Okay, let's see what I got. Okay, here we got Frankenstein. Ah, uh, the classic by Mary Shelley. Yeah, she's a girl book writer. That's right. I'm open to it. I don't mind reading girl books. It's a wonderful book, you know, a, a great commentary on, you know, the dawning role of technology. Hat, 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 hat. I'm, I'm hardly into it. I'm only in the middle. I, I haven't even gotten to the part where you meet the wolfman yet. At Howard, there's no wolfman in Frankenstein, the book. No, but this is a novelization of, of the movie. No, no, Howard. It, the, 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 there was the... This there was the, very debatey. You sh- this is like what I'm imagining in the book club. We sit and we talk and you say, that book was about this. And I say, I beg to differ, sir. Okay, what else about that? Ah, now here's... Here's War and Peace. Oh this yeah, was, this great quite, book. That's that's quite an ambitious uh, read. Well, Howard. it made the uh, it made the garbage bag quite heavy. This this, this that that, uh, that would be your quote, huh, on the back of the book if you were in the quote business. It made it, my garbage bag very heavy. I read one page and I basically got the gist of it. It wasn't my cup of tea. How can you get the the gist? After one page, there's war. There's peace. I get it. What do we have here? This is about uh, Little Women. Oh, okay, it's also a classic. It's about little people. Have you even read the book? I haven't read it yet, but I know quite well what it's about. I mean, it's very famous. Have you even read the back cover? There's actually nothing written on the back cover. It's like a hardcover old book. That's that's my old book. Yeah, the pages were really coming out. My grandmother gave me that book. Yeah, it smells like your grandmother. Yeah, really. That really Good smells mind. like your grandmother. Stop power. Ah, Oscar Wilde. The importance of being earnest. That's right, yeah. Very funny, yeah. very funny play. Yeah, I thought Oscar Wilde was was so funny, but he, I, well, he I is. Howard. I don't really get it. Well, even the title is is a pun. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I get it. You don't get it, do you? <laughs> no, I don't actually. Okay, what else do you have, Howard? Reading uh, this is a Yann Martel's Life of Pi. Mm-hmm. Also, a bit of a disappointment there. No mention of pie that I could find. Pie, cherry pie, apple pie. How 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 can you imagine a book where the where the main character was pie? I love pie. They made a book about bread, Scarlet Pumpernickel. Okay, what 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 else you got what there? Got here? Um, yeah, no, there's Hamlet. Hamlet. There's Hamlet. Mm-hmm. This this is a book. Everyone goes on and on about the Bard. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, I I, w- I wouldn't recommend it. No, how come? I mean, there's a ghost in it, but I mean, it wasn't scary one bit, and I couldn't understand the thing anyone was saying anyway. To read or not to read, I have to say, pass this clunker by. Big thumbs down on Shakespeare. For Howard Chakwitz's book club, I'm Howard Chakwitz. Just dismiss all of Shakespeare because it didn't make Howard Chakwitz scared. I mean, he just it wasn't successful. Stephen King scared me. Mm-hmm. I read. I read. Well, have you have you read anything else by Shakespeare? I read Romeo and Juliet. Oh, did you? And yes. did you like that? They love each other. They kill each other. Way to go! Had they been married and they actually you know didn't kill themselves, they'd probably want to kill themselves about fifteen years later. Howard, you know, it it doesn't seem like you've you've enjoyed any of the any of these books that you've skimmed or read a page from, or I'm, or the I'm, or half the back cover of. I'm a harsh critic. You certainly I, are. I know what I like, and I like. You don't what like I know. anything. A lot of it doesn't really stand the test of time. Oh no. No, we you know a lot of them were written, you know, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, and they just really the language has just gotten lost. It doesn't. Keep Howard, up with they're classics. Well, 
And speaking of classics, there is one that really spoke to me. Oh, a book that you actually liked. There's one collection of short fiction that really I was just thoroughly entertained. And the writing was of the highest caliber. Oh, yeah. And it uh, Hmm. basically follows the adventures of a a very lonely and very, very wealthy young lad. Mm -hmm. He's really rich, but he's kind of sad on the inside. Lonely, poor little rich boy. He has a dog named Dollar, who's a Dollarmation. Like, instead of a Dollmation, he's a Uh Dollarmation. He's got this, this butler, Cadbury. Who's Wait. just completely, um, you know? Wait, Howard, hang on a second. His side, Howard, you're talking about Richie Rich. You've read it, Richie com- Rich. It's a comic book, Howard. It's a children's comic book. It was amusing. It was poignant. Poignant. There are many aha moments. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like, like, what was one of these aha moments? At one point, he dies. Richie does. Yes, he dies, and he becomes a ghost named Casper. Howard, that's Casper the Friendly Ghost. No, it's a continuation of the story. Now we're seeing Richie in the afterlife. I don't think you're right about that. He was hit by one of his own trains that was made of gold, and he wanders the earth to avenge his death, and he kills poor people. That is not the story of Casper the Friendly Ghost. It's on multiple meanings. He's a friendly ghost, Howard. I love this. I love this intellectual debate we're having. This is a literary debate. This is not an intellectual debate. Look what books do, how they bring people together. They challenge the mind. Thursday. Talking books with Howard has reminded me that, although I've always meant to, I've never actually gotten around to reading War and Peace. I buy a copy and bring it along to read on my Metro ride to work, but as I'm only on page one, I fear my fellow commuters are silently judging me, thinking I look neither smart enough nor committed enough to make it all the way to the end. There's something inherently awkward about starting things. New jobs, gym memberships. Books shouldn't have to be that way, too. In fact, they should publish books with a couple dozen blank pages at the beginning, so you never have to appear as though you've just begun. As soon as I arrive at work, I receive a call from a man who is never afraid to begin new things. My friend Josh. I need you to come to my back window right now. Okay, mm-hmm. please don't ask me a lot of questions. Please. No, of course not. I'm at your beck and call. Bring a ladder. Yeah. Come to my bathroom window mm-hmm. and bust me out of here. I need your help. I don't need your attitude. You know what? You've piqued my curiosity. I appreciate that, but I don't want you to just listen. I want you to come over here. Look, you know what? Here, I'm going to hold up the phone. You hear that? What is that? You hear that? What are you, babysitting? I'm not babysitting. I'm baby working from my own daycare. Wait a second. What do you mean your own daycare? That's right. Yeah, I got my own daycare. You know that. No, I I think I would have remembered that. You don't even like kids. Who, who likes kids? You know, some people do. It's like Lord of the Flies here. Put that down. I don't even know what I'm... I'm just saying that through the door. I assume they're carrying something. Hang on a second here. Let's, 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 let's just slow down. First of all, since when do you have a daycare? John, did you know that Snooky was a woman? Yes, I knew Snooky was a woman. Well, I didn't, okay? So I lost a bet. That, that's what you bet about? Anyway, I needed to make some easy money, okay? And there's no easier money than children, right? They don't know anything. So I posted an ad on Craigslist. For, for a daycare service? Well, it didn't start off as a daycare, right? I just It was an ad to be a, a nanny, a manny, right? Uh-huh. But, but word of mouth spread, you know, I'm good. I can't help being good. Evidently, I'm good. Don't you need a license to run a daycare? What? You need a license for a lot of things, but who actually takes the time to do that? Technically, you need a license to drive. Well, yes, yes, you would need a license. Uh, anyway, look, to... the point is this, okay? I provide a service. 
okay, well, look, Josh, if you have a responsibility to these children, God That's knows right. how, but if you have this responsibility... I take it very seriously. Well, you can't be taking it very seriously from inside a locked bathroom. John, I'm not going out there. I don't care. You can guilt me all you want, okay? But I'm not going out there, right? You know, oh, won't somebody please think of the children? I'm thinking of the children. That's why I'm in here. I'm thinking about what they're going to do to me. Terrifying. Well, well, what happened? Why are they going so crazy? It, it, it sounds like chaos out there. Well, here's the thing, right? Children are very willful, right? Mm-hmm. There was a mutiny. I was running things my way, okay? And, uh-huh. and they, they, they weren't crazy about my games. Well, what kind of that. games were who you playing? Who can clean up the apartment the fastest? Who can be the quietest? They don't like the toys I have for them. Well, well what are some of these toys? You know, I looked around. I took a plunger, right? Mm-hmm. And I cut out some googly eyes and stuck it on the plunger. There you go, plungy. Plungy. That's right. The daycare mascot. They hate him. I can't see why they wouldn't. You know, I got a uh, bookie. What, let me guess. It's a book. No, no. It's my bookie. I have not come over and do, like, puppet shows. I got, um, hey, look, kids love lampshades, okay? Mm-hmm. Three o'clock is lamp o'clock. Everybody puts on the lampshade, goes stands in the corner. We play uh, lamp shop. Uh-huh. And then the kid that's been the best that day is the lamp that I purchased. Well, hang on. Can you try to calm them down through the door? I can't calm With what? Tear gas? John, you see, it's, but it's a daycare, okay? Right, right. Institutional care, right? Right. The, I put the I don't care in daycare. And these kids hate me for it. I don't understand. I have gum braided into my hair. I have more gum than hair at this point. Have you tried, you know, uh, reciting them nursery rhymes and stuff like nursery that? Nursery rhymes? Yeah. Let me ask you something. When's the last time you actually read or listened to the lyrics of a nursery rhyme? Let me, hold on. Let me just cut you off right there. Goosey, goosey gander. That's a good one, right? Goosey, goosey gander, whither shall I wander? Upstairs and downstairs and in my lady's chamber. There I met an old man who wouldn't say his prayers, so I took him by his left leg and threw him down the stairs. It's worse than gangster rap. You want another one? Pop goes the weasel. I'll go to the money paragraph. All around the mulberry bush, the monkey chased the weasel. <laughs> the monkey thought it was all in fun. Pop goes the weasel. He bit his head off. Terrible. It's terrible. So you're, you're, you're better off just uh, sticking to uh, Plungy and your bookmaker, right? <sighs> Look, I'm not claiming to be the best daycare personer right. around. Right. But, you know, there are worse than me, right? Is there? Uh, not, probably not. But the point is, people have trusted me. Right? They've right. Yes, they have. Yes, children. they have. You have to get out there, and you have to take control of the situation. <sighs> All right. You know, John, just, I, it's easy for you to say go out there because you don't have to do it. It's, look, listen to this. Listen to this cacophony. It, it sounds like they've gotten quiet, actually. Yeah, actually, it is pretty quiet out there. See? So why don't you... I, I cannot believe you're falling for this. You're the, you're the friend in the horror movie. You know, that's always, it's like, why don't you go in the attic? Sounds good. They're probably pushed like lynxes on the coffee table waiting to pounce. I am not going to fall for it. No, I'm going out the window. Josh, come on. I should never have embarked on this. And you know what? I'm come not... on. Just, just peek, peek your head out the door. All right, fine, fine, fine. Oh, my God. What's going on? Look at this. What? They are? All of them. Oh. It's almost enough to make me forget how much I hate them. Uh, you know what, John? This is actually a pretty nice domestic scene over here. I mean, I, I'm... Maybe I am good at this. You know, maybe I have some magic, you know? Well, maybe Because obviously they went to sleep because... Uh, what is this? 
is my autographed Gila Fleur jersey. They signed their names on it. Who's Rusty? I won this in a bet with Gila Fleur. Oh, my God. Where are my comic books? They're not on the show. John, they threw my comic books out. Wait, wait a second. They threw my comic books out the window. Josh, you're going to wake them up. John, how did they break the ceiling fan? They tuckered themselves out, destroying my apartment. My sticker collection! Ah, oh, great. They stuck my sticker collection to my tax form. You, you file taxes? Racing forms, whatever. Saturday. I've just finished eating lunch in a fast food restaurant. The experience of fast food must have been so completely mysterious to my grandparents' generation. I don't even think my grandfather knew how to use a fast food drive through speaker. I was once with him when he tried to order at a McDonald's and started yelling for boiled eggs in all directions. Didn't even wait for me to roll down the car window, either. All of this reminiscing is making me hungry again, and so I get up from my table to get some dessert. One cookie is 69 cents, says the woman at the cash, but three cookies are only 99 cents. As I walk away from the cash with my sad, lonely cookie, I am reminded of Ambrose Bierce's definition from his 18th century Devil's Dictionary of an abstainer. Quote, a weak person who yields to the temptation of denying himself a pleasure. The book contains no definition of a person who yields to a third of a pleasure. I have occasionally been tempted to write a dictionary of definitions that pertain to my own life. It would contain such words as time, that which is always there to assure me I am late, and music, the thing which I move to that encourages onlookers to ask if I am in need of the bathroom. As I finish the last bite of my cookie, I am reminded of yet another definition that could go into the book. Cookie, an object that when eaten in singularity can produce dreadful yearning. I get up and buy a second 69-cent cookie, and being the foolish, hopeful creature that I am, I do not partake of the special. This despite the fact that the cashier and I both know I'll be back again for another within minutes. After all, I am a glutton for cookies, as well as for punishment. Johnny, there's something I need to talk to you about. Oh, hey, Gregor. I've been holding it in, and I believe if you hold things in, you can get cancer from it. Wait, so since when do you hold anything in? I hold a lot of things in, and I've been holding in this one for a while, and you know what? I can't think, I can't sleep, I can't eat. Okay, what, what, what's going on? Your career is not going as well as I would have hoped. Oh no, it isn't. You need to reach for the stars, my friend. And you're never going to melt your wax wings against the sun, because you're not going to get close to the sun. You are going to melt your wax wings when you're bending over to tie your shoe against your radiator in your apartment. Your feet are stuck in the ground. You're so rooted on the ground, it's hopeless. Well, some people would call that grounded. You know, it's, it's not a negative thing. You're grounded the way a dead person who's buried under the ground is grounded. Listen. Do you know those drinks that taste like coconut that people drink poolside when they're rich? Pina coladas. Pina coladas. You make what? it sound I... like a death sentence, like an execution that's going to be carried out at sunset. Pina coladas. You make pina coladas sound like the hemlock that they forced Socrates to drink. Okay, what, what's with all the uh, the classic literature today? I had Greek food for lunch. The point is, 
If you want to be springing off the walls in your yoga pants, drinking pina coladas on the beach, you're not going to get there on $9,000 Canadian a year that they pay you at the CBC. That I'm just not... going to come out and say it. Okay, so wh what are you suggesting exactly? Do you know what the Burger King's job was before he became king of burgers? What was the Burger King doing before he became the Burger King? I'll tell you what Burger he was doing. King. He had a radio show. No, a I... public radio show that no one listened to. That is not... And you know what happened? After about eight, nine years of it, he said, you know what? I think I'm going to seize a franchise opportunity and get into the burger-making business. And things worked out pretty well. You're not trying to get me into the restaurant business, of are you? Not. I'm not going to try and get you in the restaurant business. I'm trying uh -huh. to get you into the restaurant business. That, that, that's what I said. No, that's what I said. Here's the idea in a nutshell. Uh -huh. You remember how Kenny Rogers made his fortune roasting things with Kenny Rogers Roasters? I think he might have made his fortune singing country songs. What are you talking about, country songs? I'm talking about Kenny Rogers Roasters. Okay, I, re I vaguely remember that place. But... It's all the same story. Creative talent, they take a leap, they act on an entrepreneurial spirit and open up a franchise, and they get rich, rich, comma, rich. It was a, it Rogers was the... Roasters, Gene Hackman's Clam Shack, Sid Vicious cooks up something delicious. Sid Vicious never opened up a, a restaurant. What do you know about Sid Vicious? You know what his real name was? Sid Vichowski. And he ran a very profitable ice cream business. That is not true. It is true. He didn't want his name in the brand because he didn't want people to think they're going to order ice cream and get a syringe or some razor blades in it. Gregor, if I did have extra money to throw around, I wouldn't be using it on this. I'd put it in the bank. You know, I'm, I'm primarily a writer. It's, it's what I do. You know, I'm not a restaurateur. You know how many great writers became restaurateurs? No. Everybody knows Hemingway had a string of bars, Hemingway's Place. Yeah, they made those after Hemingway. Charles Dickens had a chain of restaurants. Where do you think he came up with the whole idea about Oliver Twist and Gruel? That was like in the menu in the restaurant, and Dead. then it became a play, and then it became a book. No, it didn't. It did so. Charles Dickens, he was a pioneer. He's the guy who came up with the idea of having a jingle. He had magical groups that would go around and sing the song that was like... When I eat at Charles Dickens, I say, please, sir, can I have some more? And then they'd have loot solo for like two hours. Gregor, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm not opening a restaurant. Listen, Johnny, I don't know what we're arguing about here. This is not just about making money. Mm -hmm. There's a very clear artistic connection to your work here. Oh, yeah? I ask myself, what is your work really about? And if that were a food, what food would it be? No, let's hear this. Breaded matzah? Schmaltz smoothies? No. Beans in a can. Beans in a can. Picture you're in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. There's a blinking fluorescent light because the gas is almost out of the bulb. Mm -hmm. There's a faucet that won't stop dripping leaky brown water. It's just like your kitchen, only with less flies. We can't make it too much like your kitchen because mm -hmm. we get shut down in a minute. Right. Anyway, what we'd serve, which I don't think anyone else is doing this, you cook your own beans at your own hot plate, at your table. You cook them yourself. Th this gets better and better. I, I know it does. You put the can right on the hot plate, and then mm -hmm. when it's hot enough, it doesn't matter when, you take it off and you eat them right out of the can when they're most delicious. Why would someone come to a restaurant to eat beans from a can? I don't know. You tell me. You're the one who eats a can of beans standing every night over your sink. I don't... I don't... I'm picturing a whole generation of people who grew up eating Goldstein's beans. Oh, please, Dad, can we stop by Goldstein beans on the way home? Hey, great news. I got a summer job, part-time, at Goldstein's Beans. And it'd be a steam restaurant. Oh, like, yeah. As an homage to your personal culinary and sartorial taste. The waiters would all look like you. They'd shuffle around in, in their socks, boxer shorts that are all stained, and gray that used to be white undershirts. That sounds disgusting. You think that's disgusting? Wait till I tell you about the mattresses. They'll be just like the mattresses you sleep on with no sheets and those weird stains that look like coffee was That is on it. not true. Maybe a spring or two sticking out like an old-fashioned cartoon mattress. Why would we have mattresses? Mattresses are for the kids' play area. You know, like McDonald's has with round, bouncy balls. Mm -hmm. When you go to Goldstein's Beanery, 
I am going to sit by my hot plate where the kids can't burn their fingers because they're having so much fun jumping up and down on that filthy mattress over there so I can enjoy my beans in peace and quiet. Mm -hmm. After the people eat the beans out of the cans, we wash out the cans. Or maybe we don't even wash them, but we give the cans to the kids to play with. Yeah. Imagine you're seven yeah. years old. It's your yeah. birthday party, and you get lowered into a pit of just empty cans of beans, and you can play whatever you want. No structure, just all the games you want to come up with out of your head. Oh, it sounds like Candy Mountain. Candy Mountain is a great name for it. That's where the writer in you comes out. Candy Mountain. Perfect. Sun went down and the jungle fire was burning. Down the track came a hobo hiking, and he said, "Boys, I'm not turning. I'm headed for a land that's far away, beside the crystal fountains. So come with me, we'll go and see the big rock candy mountains. In the big rock candy mountains, there's a land that's fair and bright, where the handouts grow on bushes." And you sleep out every night Where the boxcars all are empty And the sun shines every day On the birds and the bees and the cigarette trees The lemonade springs where the bluebird sings In the Big Rock Candy Mountains On Wiretap today, you heard Howard Chakowitz, Joshua Carpatti, and Gregor Ehrlich. At the beginning of today's show, you heard a theme song by listener Paul Cressman of Yellowknife. Visit cbc.ca slash wiretap for details on how to submit your own theme song. Wiretap is produced by Mira Birdwin-Tonic, Crystal Duhame, and me, Jonathan Goldstein. Tune into Wiretap Saturdays at 1.30 and Thursday evenings at 11.30. You can also hear Wiretap across North America on Sirius Satellite Radio 159. Subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or at cbc.ca slash wiretap, where you can also download the latest wiretap ringtone. There's war, there's peace. I get it. Flaunt your knowledge of current affairs with every ring of your phone. I'm a-going to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the Big Rock Candy Mountains. I'll see you all this coming fall in the Big Rock Candy Mountains.